This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, it's the kickoff to the 11th annual Summer Movie Gamble. It's scorching hot. Don't forget your ultraviolet protection. Wait a minute. I forgot my introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Hot dogs! Get your hot dogs! Aaron, it's not summer until you get your ballpark. That is not a sponsor. <laughs> hey, Hi, Abe. How are you? Thank you for that. <laughs> Aaron, I'm how are good. you? I'm good and really craving okay. a hot dog. That's right, There sure. you go. Yeah. I'm gonna... They plump when you cook them. Hey, I'm going to do the old 162 special over at Costco. That's that's what's on my mind right now. There you go. It's just a big hot dog, and it's good, and it's cheap. A pound of meat? A, a pound of meat. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, a little bit cold, a little bit breezy up here in the Bay, as uh, one of our guests can attest to. But, um, yeah, so first I get, I'm excited to get things going. Well, good, because you should be excited, because this is a special episode. This is one of our numbered regular episodes where we talk about some movie and what we thought of it. We're going to talk about the one of the most important things we do, not just on this podcast, but in life. It is, of course, the 11th annual Summer Movie Gamble, where Abe and I, along with plenty of other regular guests on the show, uh, aim to predict what we think will be the top 10 highest grossing films of the summer at the domestic box office. That's right. We're going to go through all this stuff happening this summer. It's going to be fun because you're going to get an idea of what's coming out this summer and a taste of the competition that's coming your way as well. And joining Abe and I to discuss these, this 11th annual Summer Movie Gamble kickoff episode we have from the Brandon Peters Show in Why So Blue. He's opening the red door and entering the trench to enjoy some mutant mayhem. It's reigning global champion Brandon Peters. Frankly, guys, I'm happy to be here today. <laughs> And happy for you, Abe, that the beam was not lit this afternoon. There we go. Thank you so much. Yeah, but uh, get your hot dogs. I'm anti-beam as well. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> I don't entirely know what the beam is. I just saw Brandon I, Mark, no, Marcus talking about it. Nobody does. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> nobody does. Also joining us from Fast Film Reviews, he's riding in the Gran Turismo as he has a ticket to see a haunted mansion in an asteroid city. It's past champion Mark Hoban. Hi everyone! Uh, great to be here. Mark, Glad to have you here, Mark. It, it's great to it's great to be accompanied by a bunch of winners and pa- Abe. Yeah, what can I say? Yeah, so <laughs> past champion. What year was that? Two thousand thirteen. Um, what did I send you? Because that's a good way. To... It was a long time ago. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting to return to my. What, former do you remember glory. what your gift was? Because that would be a good idea of what. what... Signed DVD copy I... of uh, Ghost. Don't. Was, I don't remember. It's like, was it a minion or something? <laughs> was it a minion? That could be a lot of years, Aaron. That's that's <laughs> true. I want to say it's around like 2014 or 13. I feel like that's when your your winner year was. Mm. It sounds it sounds this about is right. very important. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I will say I have averaged placing 1.5 the past two years. Yeah. So Pretty good. So, <laughs> so if if it was 2013. Then that means every decade I'm gonna win. So <laughs> you're I, due. You yeah, exactly. You're, you're yeah. due. You're due. Exactly. Whoa. <laughs> Once a decade. As long get as it done early. That's what Mark says. Mark, as long as you finish number one and I finish number zero, then I'm happy. <laughs> I just like the continued pattern of Scott Mendelson, box office expert, not winning this contest. I feel like that. Are we gonna share his? I'm ready to laugh tonight. <laughs> Scott goes with his gut sometimes. I don't. I don't I have shots as of yet. He was in Las Vegas all last week, so he hasn't had. He hasn't had a chance to. Dude, what should what's more important than cinema? What was guy doing in Vegas? Betting on his box offices? 
He's getting a head start on us. He's seen a couple yeah. of the, the flicks. Yeah, <laughs> he's trying to get the insider scoop to yeah. see if that'll help him this year. Uh, so yeah, we're, that's what we're going to do this episode. We're going to go over our predictions for the top 10 highest grossing films of the, our, the potential top 10 highest grossing films of the summer for the sake of the 11th annual summer movie gamble. But before we do that, let's get to some show notes. First up, commentaries. Guys, we've had a lot of fun doing commentaries this year. We just did one for Collateral. It was great. And we're going to keep that train rolling as we do. Uh, because uh, we have a plan for this summer when it comes to our commentaries. It is Superhero Summer, as we are dubbing it. Uh, we have four superhero movies we plan to talk about throughout the summer for our commentary tracks. Uh, in May, this month, now, at the time of this release, actually, uh, we'll be talking X2, X-Men United, in honor of its 20th anniversary? Um I don't know why I did a question mark. I'm very aware that it is its 20th anniversary. <laughs> but it might not fall on the exact date, so it might not be exactly 20. Yeah, so it'll be like your 20, year's 20, 20th anniversary. Yeah, Thank you. Plus one day or something. Yeah. In June, we'll be talking The Mask of Zorro for its 25th. I thought you were going to stop at The Mask. <laughs> um, what would The Mask be? That's what, 90... 1994, I think? <laughs> 90... Is it four? Almost like 31... Uh, or is 30, it five? 29 years? Yeah. Um, regardless, we're talking the mask of Zorro, yeah. um, which actually technically came out in Ju- in July, but we're doing it in Ju- we're doing it a few days early so we can talk about it for Ju- for June because in July we're going to be doing the Dark Knight for its fifteenth anniversary. Never heard of the movie. Yeah, it's, 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 oh, it's, you should see it, dude. It's good. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll add it to the to the list. And then finishing off our superhero summer, we'll be talking Blade for its twenty fifth anniversary as well. Oh, great! Right in time for uh, the the remake to come out. Mask is 94. I thought so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I said. I like second guess myself. <laughs> you were right. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so yeah, that's, that's our commentary plan for this summer. Uh, that, those are sure to be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah. Uh, what else? Um, iTunes reviews and ratings, of course, you can find all these commentaries we do along with this episode and all the other episodes over on iTunes where you can uh, give us a review and rate. It'd be great. You search out and out there and name and give us a rating and review. It'd be wonderful. Thank you so much in advance. Now, before, we get to the 11th annual summer movie game we'll focus on this summer. We do have something to address about a summer that happened 30 years ago. I'd like to let Brandon take the reins on that one. All right. I'm here to tell you about uh, the summer of 93 at 30, which is going on over on the Brandon Peters show and stars this year, Aaron Newworth from this show. Hey, that's me. Uh, and uh, a few uh, continued box office uh, gam- summer gamble loser, Scott Mendelson. <laughs> As we venture through the actual pop culture history, pop culture history of 1993, if you're like a movie geek, so uh, how that works. If you're familiar with the summer of '82 at 40, which was last summer, so just skip ahead 11 years. We're doing the same thing this summer. For those that are jumping on here, what we do is we go weekend by weekend of what was released at the box office in the summer of 1993, starting. Uh, with a trio of movies, which will be uh, probably at the time this drops, uh, Dave, uh, American Heart, starring Jeff Bridges, and Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Mm. So in, in going along with the three movies we'll talk about, um, we also give what the week, a week in the life of someone going to those movies that weekend would be. So we'll talk about select news stories that happened that week. We talk about the top 10 television shows, uh, according to the Nielsen ratings. We'll talk about what the top 10 songs on Casey Kasem's uh, Top 40 radio were. And uh, we will talk about the box office, of course. And there is a new segment this year called Yancey's Tales from the Video Store, which he will 
He's worked at several um, video uh, sales, rental store type places, and has some stories from other other things that will be a part of that as well. And then every Friday, an episode drops. Uh, there will be a music video with a uh, little uh, carousel of guests that'll be in and out talking about a music video from that Casey Kasem top 10 that we talked about. So it's a whole experience goes all summer long, May through August from, I guess, so we go from dragging the Bruce Lee story to fortress starring Christopher Lambert. You'll be there strap in. It's the summer of Jurassic park, last action hero (laughs) in the line of fire, sleepless in Seattle. Lots of stuff we've never seen stuff. We hadn't seen in a while stuff. We never even knew existed. It's, it's really fun to do this. Comprehensive man. This is incredible. Yeah, for sure. Stuff. Also, yeah. the Brandon Peter show usually has videos, so I'm gonna guess all you guys are gonna be wearing '90s attire. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. I, I I have a I took my own hair and made it into a wig that's made into a wedge, <laughs> um, so it makes me really look very '90s for sure. It goes with my. I cannot hair. wait. I cannot wait. Yeah. Uh, Fortress. That's a movie I'll have to watch. Um... Yeah, we're not quite there with the record. We've recorded about three quarters of it so far. Uh, as of That's this a lot recording. of content already. So, yeah, we start in January, and rec- so it runs smoothly throughout the summer. And uh, yeah, so it, yeah, it's everywhere podcasts are found. Just type my name, Brandon Peters. That'll pop up. And on YouTube, you get a video version of it. I do a lot of uh, fun editing with vintage TV spots and commercials and clips from shows and things that you can catch on. You can see them in the video or you can kind of hear the audio along when you're listening to it. Excellent. So. I look forward to hearing your Casey Kasem impersonation. I, we should be doing that more, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Scoob. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Brandon, do you? And now for our, our long distance. Dedication. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Mark. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> I I used to love when they would they would uh, do that dedication, and uh, it'd be this heartfelt story, and he'd be like, Janice, no, but we do have, and they play something that he's required to play. Like it happened a lot. It was always like, oh, it was like, and yeah. oh, I used to listen to him all the time it was always like you know it comes from a, a military guy out in the uh, middle east and his dedication goes to his girlfriend back in america he says i really miss you and i want i don't know there's more <laughs> but you know it, it was like you know then can you please play you know and then he'd have yeah. some song Brandon. good stuff good times you have the there's like a Friday segment right with the with the music of the time. Yes, as well. the music videos. Yes. Do you have yep. all those guests set already? Uh, yes. Uh, I have uh, one person uh to fill. So. <laughs> well, I was go- I was gonna say put Abe in there. Do you want to <laughs> do? Yeah, get Abe in one. What? We'll right. we'll talk. I, we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Talking a song you like, perhaps, <laughs> or a song music video you want. I've got I've got two of them. That, uh, yeah, that, so. I'll have to see how the oh. others go. Also, I don't want to forget my uh, my friend Prez Maxson has done the the soundtrack for it. So he's got a uh, segment. He's got the the theme for the summer of '93 at thirty. Yeah. He's got a theme for the news thing, and he'll be doing the last music video segment of the wow. summer. By Very the way, cool. Press Maxson, great '90s name. Yeah, he's he's a he's a published author. He's got four uh, books out there, um, yeah. and he's uh, he's one of those guys who's just stupid talented. Um, there you go. Oh, we love stupid talented on this show. Yes, that's for sure. Indeed. Well, I'm looking forward to this uh, new series, this web series, I guess it's called, and uh, looking forward to maybe maybe being on it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so, thank yeah, you, Brandon, for filling people in on what's going to happen. Uh, now from 30 years ago, but now we're going to get mm-hmm. back to now. 
years later. I don't know how that works. All right. Now let's get back to the summer movie gamble. Let's get to it. Let's get to our predictions for what we think are going to be the highest grossing films of the box office at the summer of this summer. And um, Brandon, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with you. I want to hear All what, right. your, what your top 10 is and your dark horses. Do you want me to just go cleanly through this? Yes. Or talk yeah, about Yeah, we picks. don't need any commentary. Yeah, just go just read. Yeah, read your list it out. All right. Uh, dark horse section. The Meg 2 colon, The Trench. Transformers colon, Rise of the Beasts. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles colon, Mutant Mayhem. Those are my dark horses. Uh, then my picks. I have number 10, Oppenheimer. Uh, number nine, Elemental. Number eight, Barbie. Number seven, Spider Man. Spider hyphen Man. Colon across the Spider hyphen Verse. <laughs> number six, The Flash. Nothing else. Just uh, number five, Fast X. That would also double for the ten for the being the, the tenth one, but it's kind of the eleventh in the fat fast series. You're crushing this, yeah. Uh, number four, <laughs> Mission colon Impossible colon Dead Reckoning comma Part One. Uh, number three, The Little Mermaid. There's a big one coming a couple weeks later in an animated <laughs> film that I didn't mention. And number two, Guardians of the Galaxy. Is it colon or a comma? Volume three. Or I think is it just V O L period three. Yes. All right. And Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is my top pick. And we'll talk later how I came up with that 10. So okay. I like it. Confidence. Ah, it wasn't when I hit the send button. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, before I get to Mar- you know, Marcus just chimed in with his. I'm gonna read his picks right now just because I'm really excited. I don't even know what these says. Uh here's here's Marcus Robinson in front of the show's picks. Um, his dark oh, I horse... meant Mark. I'm like, he's not going to read him. Himself. No, no, Mark. Hill. Mark will go. I just like Mark <laughs> like, just just chimed in. And... I didn't hear the us. On it. I was <laughs> like, wait, Mark's right here. He can read him. Here, here, here's Marcus Robinson's picks. He has uh, Blue Beetle at, for Dark Horses. Blue Beetle, that not number one. It's, it's not Blue Beetle. I wouldn't uh, be surprised if it was. Well, it, it's one. Marcus. So yeah. it was like, yeah. well, right. well, we'll get there. Um, d- this is Marcus. Lightyear will be the number one movie. The Last one and year, only Robinson. Yep. <laughs> uh, Blue Beetle, Haunted Mansion, and Joyride are his Dark Horse picks. Uh, for his top 10, he has number 10, Barbie. Number 9, Transformers, Rise of the Beasts. Number 8, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. Number 7, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Number 6, The Flash. Number 5, Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse. Number 4, Fast X. Number 3, Pixar's Elemental. Number 2, Guardians. And number 1, Little Mermaid. This is number 1 for the summer. All right. All right. Mark, let's jump to you now. What are your top 10 predictions here? All right. So number 10, I sorry, do your Dark Dark Horses Horses first. first. All right. So Dark Horses, I have Transformers, Rise of the Beasts, Haunted Mansion, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then for my top 10, I have uh, at number 10, Elemental, number nine, Oppenheimer, number eight, Barbie, number seven, Fast X, number six, The Flash. Number five, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Uh, Number four, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Number three, The Little Mermaid. Number two, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And number one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Volume three. Okay. Oh, we had a a lot of... (laughs) Okay. 
Um, I'm going to read uh, Jay, friend of the show's Jay Kluwitz uh, picks here. Um, he has for his Dark Horses, Strays, Barbie, and Joyride. And his number 10 is Elemental. Number 9 is Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. All right. Um, that was that other one, yeah. The big number... mermaid. No. <laughs> You're not, wrong. not to be confused with the little mermaid. <laughs> uh, number 8, Transformers. Number 7, Spider-Man. Number 6, Indiana Jones. Number 5, Fast X. Number 4, Mission Impossible. Number 3, The Flash. Number 2, Guardians. And number 1, Little Mermaid. All right. Abe, let's go to you. Yes. Uh, my dark horses for the summer are Barbie, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, and Insidious the Red Door. Okay. Number 10, Transformers Rise of the Beast. Number 9, Pixar's Elemental. Number 8, The Little Mermaid. Number 7, Spider-Man Across the Universe. Number 6, <laughs> Oppenheimer. Number 5, Fast X. Number 4, Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny. Number 3, The Flash. Number 2, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. And number one, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Okay. Okay, can I just say, now I've heard a few mm-hmm. lists, I love the fact that they're there's they're all like the little mermaid is right. all over the place. She's at um, she's at number one and she's I don't know what the lowest anyone eight, had her at, but eight, I mean at eight. eight. At number eight. So I mean and, and I'm hearing this, you know, uh, Brandon's got Indiana Jones at number one. I actually think that's a very good choice. I put it mm-hmm. at number two, but I was I was actually kind of like on the fence. No, I, was sort of I, like, I swapped okay, it I... with Guardians we'll... in the last minute. We'll get there. We'll because, talk about uh, be... it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Right. But, you know, I'm just loving that the lists are like, there's a lot yeah. of clearly didn't read each other's homework. <laughs> That's true. All right. Uh, here's Mark Hoffmeyer's list. He has for Dark Horses, Barbie, The Meg 2, and Haunted Mansion. His number 10 is Transformers. Nine, Oppenheimer. Eight, Elemental. Seven, The Flash. Six, Fast X. Five, Spider-Man. Four, Mission Impossible. Three, The Little Mermaid. Two, Indiana Jones. And one, Guardians. Hmm. Okay, and... For my top ten, where is mine? No, I got Good luck a lot. to you, Dark Horse Barbie people. Whew. I got I'm, these, uh, sweating it. My my lock ins here. I can't change these now. I got to say it on recording. Um, my dark horses are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Cold Mutant Mayhem, Transformers: Golem, The Rise of the Beasts, and Disney's Haunted Mansion. Number ten, I have Barbie. Nine, I have Oppenheimer. Eight, Fast X. Seven, Elemental. Six, Mission: Colon Impossible. Dash Dead Reckoning. Comma part one, uh, five, the flash, four, Spider Man, colon, across the Spider Verse, three, Little Mermaid, two, Indiana Jones, and the Dial of Destiny, and number one, Guardians of the Galaxy, volume three. So there you go. Wow. All right. Okay. Yeah. Definitely echo what Mark is saying. A lot of different spots for sure. I was just going to say, like, with me, I don't know with everybody else, but like for me, it was my top, like, Four were a lot of like, where do I place these kind of things? Then the middle three and then the end three were kind of like there were, and then some in between, but there was like a certainty in some areas with things that uh-huh. they would be there, but the order of some things were a little bit tricky. But like yeah. I, I like I'm kind of like confident on like the end of my list, the the middle and the beginning that you're gonna finish in that area, but I might yeah. be off here a spot, but yeah, it was odd. But we'll get I, I was more confident in maybe one or two or three movies, not so much like sections of where they were. Because mm. um, I was like, Indiana Jones, like, I looked up the history. I was like, wow, these movies did really, really well. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was like, I was like, ah, oh. uh, even the last one, which a lot of people kind of uh, shut it down a little bit, but still it was pretty good. 
So though it made a shit ton of money, regardless of what people think of that movie, it made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly what I just said. Yeah, yeah. and um, was pretty decently reviewed. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I think I was more just uh, some movies. I felt very confident about where they were going to place, uh, but. Yeah, I didn't really feel great about you know one through ten necessarily of like oh solidly one through three is like definitely it because I mean every year it always comes down to getting it on the exact number <laughs> so if you get the exact number that's everything so is bar like I put Barbie at eight is it going to be eight is it going to be ten is it going to be six I don't know it it could be yeah. any of those Mark did you have any strategy you know? particular so, for putting your list together I mean I I thought. My fr- my top three: Guardians, Indiana Jones, and The Little Mermaid. I think any th- any one of those could be the number one film, and I sort of I heard that and reflected in the in the lists that we just heard. So I just you know I kind of went with the Marvel movie, and then Indiana Jones. I just think that could be this year's Top Gun. That's yep. nostalgia. It's it's been a really long time since we've had an Indiana Jones, and I think that speaks to it. I think the trailer looks really good. It's got Phoebe mm-hmm. Waller Bridge yep. in it, which I think is a nice addition to the series so yeah i i think this it it could really yeah, break out what, oh and go then well, oh, i go was ahead. gonna say with me with india when what took indiana jones i was like i was looking for that maverick and it's been a long time right. been it long. also you know the trailer's fine i think harrison ford as in that role is he hasn't been in it you know like 15 years yeah it, and that's enough to sell the movie on it's got the one last time thing going for it yeah. it's got that Potential, you know, like it, it, it's got Force Awakens potential where, oh, it's being done by some new people who might have a fresh idea or something where, you know, people who were boo-hooey on Crystal Skull may be like, oh, they made a solid one now or something that wasn't, you know, didn't have that Lucas thing on it that is a thing. I'm not saying it's me or anything, but just talking about where it could come from and it could mm-hmm. carry through here. I I. I don't know. I feel like, and plus, Indiana Jones has made a ton of money every time yeah, he shows up. Right. So I just, just yeah. the the rest of my list. I was just thinking. So Spider Man, Mission Impossible, The Flash, and Fast X. I think those will be all solid performers. I'm not exactly sure where they're going to end up, but I kind of felt like I just put those in the middle because I thought they would be solid performers, but I couldn't really put those in the top. And then Barbie, Oppenheimer, and Elemental are things that are so unknown. I really don't know how those are going to do. Those could, I, I, I would be surprised if they don't hit the top mm-hmm. 10, but I wasn't, I wasn't confident enough to put them higher. Um, Barbie, actually Barbie and Indiana Jones are actually the two movies I think could totally break out and could, and could be like the Maverick. And so Barbie could just, just sure. be huge. Um, so I maybe and I did this last year, not only with Maverick, but I also did this with Elvis. I, I totally, undersold Elvis. I thought it was going to be like a, you know, a thing that was going to be fine. I did put it in my top 10, but it, it ended up doing way bigger than I thought. And I think Barbie is that type of film. I think possibly. So, and then Oppenheimer and Elemental are just, you know, solid performers, but I, I can't, I couldn't I think predict. Barbie also at the time it's, I, I think it's, if you, if the buzz is real, I mean, the, the marketing for it's been fantastic and creating mm-hmm. like a lot of excitement so far i think it's opening weekends enough to probably gonna have a seat for it at the top 10 regardless if it drops hard or you know anything else like i, yeah. I have a feeling like it's gonna have enough excitement going into the first weekend and then enough for the second weekend that it's probably gonna 
weasel its way here into the top 10. Right. And Aaron, just answer your question before you get to, we move on. Um, I think just in large part, some of the things that I was thinking about as well was just legs. Um, so as much as I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it's coming out like early August, and oh, so it'll be three weeks less like, Damn, left okay. of our of our gamble. Mm-hmm. It's like I I hesitated just a second just to put it in Dark Horses, but I would love for it to obviously make a ton of money. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll we'll go over these. Obviously, I would just say as far as strategizing goes, I try to like. You know, it's hard, but I try to like put money next to these as far as mm-hmm. what like range of money I think they could make. And then I rank it from there as far as, yeah. you know, what's making the most money, obviously. And I, like it's it's not a foolproof plan, obviously, but it's it gives me some idea of like what's what's in the realm of possibility for some of these. And the thing the count that we're talking about here is like, well, which ones shatter that? And that's what you can't predict, obviously. Right. So it becomes a real game <laughs> to try to figure out here, which has no easy answer until, you know. You just have the answer at the end of the summer. But with that in mind, what we're going to do now is got to go through the months um, and explore the different films that are arriving that will potentially be, you know, some of the biggest hits of the summer. And we can talk more about, like, you know, what we think their potential is as far as what they'll be making, let alone, you know, any other stray thoughts you might have. So we can start with May, obviously. Um, and we have coming this Friday is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, you know, big Marvel movie kicks off the summer as per usual. That's yeah, huge. Yeah. The fact that it's the it's the movie leading off the summer. I mean, Doctor Strange was that film last year, and it it did it ended up being number right. two. So. Yeah, the no, the kickoff movie tends to at least be in the top. I can't think of the last time it's not been in like the top three, let alone two. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just kind of expected at this point. Well, um, and the funny thing is, is like Spider Man would be its first like competition, but is that film really a competition to Guardians? Like, it's not in a way you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying uh, i mean fast x i think comes out before right. spider-man but i'm saying superhero wise you got something uh, comic book wise sure yeah well, we no, all, fast, yeah. Out, outside of you who has just one film ahead of guardians we all have it at number one right uh, here uh so we certainly have high hopes high hopes it. yeah i'm going for the win aaron <laughs> i like it no i love that yeah <laughs> no. no but it's gonna yeah but it, uh, it, it, go for it I, I changed it for a bit because I just don't know. Like, what were you I, teetering on? I was teetering on Indiana Jones for reasons, and yeah. and I was just thinking, well, like, what's the money that could, that Guardians makes? And it's like they right. do well, and the, like the thing that we haven't talked about is we're in a bit of a new like cycle here. Like it's been like last year we had to get you know we had movies, but this year we have like a lot of movies, more movies to choose from than last year. The movies. And, Yes, and the movies. I like it's hard to tell how much audiences have changed as far as what they really want to go see. Like it feels like we got a reset compared to like 2019, our last like traditional gamble that we had before everything right. you know, before the world ended. Um, so it's like what's what's different now? Like what are people absolutely going to see versus what they might see? And I don't necessarily have the answer for that. Like this is the summer that's really going to give you a better idea. I think of like what it is that people are really responding to. And sure. after like, you know, Guardians is a kickoff summer movie. That's a little different than Ant-Man coming out in February. But Ant-Man didn't do well. And like Shazam didn't do well. And it's like, I don't think superheroes are over. But at the same time, it's like, that gives you a little, that gave me a little pause as far as, does Guardians really like clear everybody out? Does it do the like best of the summer? Well, here's something that I thought about. You've seen the movie already. Sure. But 
I would say of all the Marvel properties, mm-hmm. the one that the status quo got shaken up the most of any of them, if you went only went to the Guardians movies and you for some reason didn't go see the Avengers Infinity Saga thing, it was Guardians. So you return to them be and it's a like, oh crap, I didn't pay attention. Like Yeah, I think the benefit it, is that Avengers is one of the most widely seen movies of the past decade. So it's like, it's like, I don't know. Right. right. Well, I'll tell you what, like I, and she doesn't count for everybody, but my mom's someone who only goes to guardians movies. She she hasn't seen the like infinity stuff. And like, she's seen the guardians movies. That's but, fair. I could say I right now, she my, buys that could, that could bring a weird word of mouth. Like you don't like right. this one's really banking on you went and saw that Thor and then watched the holiday. You have Disney plus and saw the holidays specials so. I, I can say right now that my my dad has seen all of these and won't remember a thing so it doesn't yeah. like it, but, <laughs> so it's like yes i, yeah. I get that right it's, i do think these movies are largely designed where it just doesn't matter that much right like yeah we'll see how it goes what's the next week uh next week we got uh i mean we have hypnotic is like the biggest movie of that week and okay. you know as much as i wanted to see so more Rodriguez legs for movies, guardians probably yeah i'm not i'm not oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not thinking that's going to break the bank here so moving to the next biggest film would be fast x which is may, may 19th um so i have it fairly low i have it at eight i think uh, brandon and i have it at five I, I swapped it i this one kept falling for me because yeah. if you if you look so domestically which is what we're playing Yep. This movie's gonna make its money globally easily, so that makes it. And this one could like finish higher globally than a lot of these. But the fast, it's been trending down. Um, yes, it even, has. Yeah. I mean, granted, like yes, it was one of the first big movies um, in the summer back at the movies. But even if you if you look at it, I mean, it's yes, less than Fate of the Furious, but Fate of the Furious was trending like it. This series peaked at Furious yes. Seven financially. And it looks like it's it's coming down. It's going down. Hobbs and, and Shaw was yeah. down as well. Not that Hobbs and Shaw was necessarily going to make as much as so, the like, Prime I, series, but yeah, it's it's been going downward. Like Fate of the Furious did like two twenty six. Was it? Am I correct? Yeah. 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 Even if it gets to that, that's mm-hmm. still kind of low for this. And yeah. the other action movie in this, I think, is going to hit a bump for the series, which is around that number because of Maverick last summer. So hmm. I had that one. I was like, you know what? I think that one might finish a little yeah. ahead of Dom and the gang. Yeah, I just try Mark, to think. Where did, where did Mark have it? Mark, where do you have it, Mark? Yeah, I have it at seven. seven. Okay, yeah, so we all have it like fairly seven. low-ish. Yeah. I bet globally, it finish, it, we all have it a lot higher. But here, Yeah, globally, it'd probably be like number three or number two. Yeah, people are, people are weaning out of the fast movies. I, yeah. I just try to think of like what it has that would make it suddenly jump higher. And I don't, ha- I don't see what that would be. Like, yeah, Momoa Aquaman. is great. <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah. Like I'm happy he's getting a lot of emphasis in the press. Like I want this movie to rock, as far as yeah. what I want to think of it. But as far as are the audience yeah. going to be like, we can't miss this, right? Compared to other movies, yeah. I don't know. Like it, yeah, and I, then again, the strategy kicks in of you know what you're going to talk about next week, the the week, the following week that comes out, and then also what comes out in June. So what comes well, out next week? Oh, well, I mean, well, Fast yeah. X, the the pocket, the one that's going to bump is the next one because it's going to be sold as the last one, and sure. if they can coax. DJ back to show up for five minutes and be in a trailer, then you you can have some buzz and I see it jumping back up, spiking mm-hmm. for one last one. But this one, you know how they're gonna get the most money? You bring back Lucas Black and make him the main character. Just kidding. I mean, they brought him back. Well, you have to. Yeah, and they, they've went, had and him, it, in and it went yeah. down. <laughs> if, you, if, if you kill off, there Scott, wasn't enough Lucas Black, obviously. 
if you kill off Scott Eastwood, you got to bring him back. So <laughs> you mean when? Hmm? When they hmm. kill off Scott Eastwood? It, well, I think, well, I said if you're killing off Scott Eastwood, you got to okay. bring him back. Yeah. So Fast X comes out. What comes out after that? The Little Mermaid is hitting Yikes. Memorial Day weekend. Uh-huh. I I don't I don't think it's wise to bet against the nostalgia for Disney animated classics. Yeah. I had a hard time with this one. The I one think where you guys all had always a top do well. above five, yeah. Sorry, I mean, it's you guys all had. Oh above yeah, five. I, we all got a three or higher. Yeah, yeah, I'm the only one that has a like top below five. I'm at number eight with it. I had a hard time with this one because I was looking at the the numbers. So explain. Yeah, that. I was looking at some of the numbers, but at the same time, I was like, I don't know <laughs> if this is gonna be a gangbuster one like Lion King or if it's gonna be. I actually no, it won't be like Lion. They, they've they've all been pretty pretty. They've all been doing pretty well, but I may have been I may have made a mistake here. I I got this as somewhere between Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast. Sure, yeah. I mean yeah. it's it's the last yeah. it's the last That's of close. the like Fair. Disney Renaissance like absolute hits from that sure. animated era that they haven't made yet. Like yes, they're yeah. gonna make Hunchback or Hercules, but those aren't like smash hits on the way nope. the Little Mermaid is. Um, and I don't expect Mermaid to be like Pete's Dragon. I expect it to perform like Aladdin, if not better. Well, yeah, and yeah. Ariel's more popular than Jasmine as a side character to Aladdin, so I have a feeling it could be more popular than that one. It won't hurt. Yeah. All right. Well, we get to June. June brings us to Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Whew. I I feel like I might this as far as breakouts go. This is the one that I'm worried will be not worried, but like I think could be higher than I have it, and I have it mm-hmm. at number four. Um, wow. Yeah, I got I, it at number seven. So, yeah. yeah same. Same. With, I'm, same I'm, with... I'm like, ah, I have it at four. four. Oh, you too, Mark. I have it at four. Yeah. Like, I I, I, I think the, the, the love for the first one is there. It's a Spider Man movie coming after the previous Spider Man movie, which was, you know, huge. Uh, it's animated. Yes, it's CG. Right. It doesn't not hit anybody as far as we need to see this. And given the quality of that last one, let alone, I mean, I, I don't see a scenario where this isn't a hit, and I'm just curious how big of a hit will be. The last one won yes, the Oscar, it did. right? It did, yeah. yeah. Yes. So, I mean, there's there's the audience love, there's the critical love. Yeah. yeah. I could definitely see families going to see Little Mermaid the week before, and then like adults and families going to go see Across the Universe. So that's where I agree with Aaron on, on a huge spike, potentially, and... This one I did have some trouble with as well, but I kind of played it safe with where it ended up last, uh, where um, Into the Spider-Verse kind of played, but a little bit more. The difference here is that this is a summer release, where Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. the first one was a you know a wintertime release. and Dece- like a, yeah, November, December? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was like, it was December, and it was a weird, like, what is this? Like, is this going to be a thing? Like, because right. we haven't had a Sp- animated Spider-Man movie, and then, you know... Yeah. It was loved. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> so it's well, you know, once again, Phil, you know, Lord Miller going, is that a good idea? Oh yeah, it's a great idea. That's <laughs> and the thing that Abe, that puts you on, you know, I, I understand your logic here is there's a lot of stuff around it. Like that's, it's a, not, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And that's uh, also it, again, June that's month where... is like a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Like again, there's just so many dollars being pulled in different directions within a, like a four week span here. And it's it was very difficult for me to to be like, well, you know, Fast X is definitely going to do this, and then, but Little Memory undercuts it, but then also Little Memory gets undercut by Spider Verse, and then next week as well. So, so next week, before we get to the bigger one, presumably, there's also Strays, which mm-hmm. I know Jay has in his Dark Horses, and I'm not going to say Strays. I think is going to break the bank, but at the same time, 
big summer comedy, you know, among yeah. others, a big R-rated summer comedy. Though, with yeah. likable people, with you know, Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx as the leads. There's, yeah, there's a trend actually. I strays as well as this no hard yeah. feelings, which is, is both speak to sort of this hard R comedy to trying to you know it's like this american pie it's you know uh the hangover uh, it's porkies i mean we're going back right. far but we we're looking at this kind of like trying to rekindle this sort of nostalgia and you know they could break out yeah either, either yeah one absolutely of those. yeah i yeah. mean I, I had a hard time with no hard feelings as well just placing it but um it was like on the shadow of my dark horses that's certainly a in jumping ahead of it. That's certainly like a let's see what the star power is thing. It's like does Jennifer right. Lawrence sell a movie that makes that much money? That's that's right. A, I mean, it could be a big hit and then not even sniff the top ten though. That's what it yeah, feels like. and it's exactly. presumably right. much less expensive than say Transformers: Rise of the Beast, which also opens on June 9th. Yeah, um, yeah. here's a movie where we all seem to have it hovering on the bottom. Lowerish. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a chance but we that all by have default. it at Dark Horse. <laughs> Yeah, I've got number ten, and I think a lot of people have been dark horses. Yeah, and it's—I mean, it's—it's hard to. We're talking about Transformers: Rise of the Beast. So you had, boom! You know, you had the the the, Jesus the the last night. (laughs) Think of what it was called, (laughs) um, which was you know wasn't a bomb, but certainly was a you know a larger fall um, from the previous you know from Mm -hmm. the peak of Transformers when you had Mm -hmm. Age of Extinction and Dark of the Moon. The last night was like seemingly one too many as far as like we're, we, uh, we're this isn't like a guaranteed billion dollars anymore and then bumblebee came out uh also in the um in the winter um which was didn't like, do poorly didn't do poorly but it certainly wasn't you know it, it was yeah. it didn't re-spark into be you know it, <laughs> Good joke, oh babe. wow it, I, it, unintentionally babe it, it, <laughs> seemed, it seemed to match the potential of here's a spin-off movie that guarantees you know less but hey we're still doing it and it was also well received so i'm curious if the reception for that pre for the bumblebee movie if that transfers over here as far as well people like that movie maybe this one does better summertime release or are we just done with transformers as far as making it the guaranteed billion dollars that it used to be well this is like like if you'd have brought Haley steinfeld back like I, that might have been something but this is like what are they doing now it's the 90s instead of the 80s so right. she was too old. <laughs> uh, right. Like, I just, I, there's no, like, there's no, like, I like, uh, oh, I can't even remember his name, the lead from In the Heights and the Hamilton. Anthony Ramos. And, Anthony Ramos. Yeah, I like him, but he's not like, is he like selling tickets? He's no. Name. Like, and I just, I don't, sure. I don't know. This doesn't look like anything different. That's, mm. yeah, well, that'd be good logic do- for, I, I have to agree. I have to agree. I, to me, part of my own personal feeling about this placed it outside of the top 10. I just feel like it's just so much been there, done that. I think it'll do a certain amount of money. uh, Michael Bay is not even directing this. He did. He didn't direct Bumblebee either, but that wasn't like sold as a Transformers movie per se. It didn't even have the word Transformers in the title. So this is the first Transformers movie that Michael Bay is not even directing. Um, Like you said, it doesn't have, you know, whoever, uh, Shia LaBeouf or Mark Wahlberg or any any name people in it, and and that, people don't go to see Transformers for mm-hmm. that. But I, I just think all of that's going to play into it. I think it'll do fine. But I I, I just could not put it in my top yeah. ten. Yeah, I I I, I guess feel it like... made me reconsider seriously reconsider my my number ten here. Yeah, good good job. I had it in ten for I had number at yeah. number ten for a while. Like I think I it's, was just... 
I honestly my and Barbie. <laughs> all of my dark horses and number ten are just interchangeable. Yeah, as far as like what they can. I mean, do. some something big is going to get flat out rejected, and this seems like the obvious choice of everything because sure. there's a lot of some there's some with uncertainty, but this one feels like unless for some reason those Beast Wars fans come out and show us. Well, wrong, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't you you laugh, but it's like that could play a factor into this as far as like why people like. If you, know, I, I said, what's the thing that gets me to Fast X? I don't know what that is beyond, like, I guess Momoa. What's the people that gets people to a new Transformers movie? They got Ron Perlman as Gorilla Con or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> like, his name's yeah. not Gorilla Con. But like, but like the the thing, like, what that is though, these people have a history of Transformers movies, seeing how they're treated, and are they going to be excited about that? Because this looks, they've done nothing to refresh and be like here's a new era of transformers for us this mm-hmm. just looks like a straight continuation of what we've seen i didn't even realize it was 90s that i didn't know that either until until tonight yeah that, well because 90s doesn't look aesthetically different compared to the 80s i think that's yeah. what, so it doesn't really stand out i didn't know there was a timepiece period <laughs> yeah bumblebee sold something different whilst i mean it still wasn't like visually it, unless you went and saw the movie and then saw that opening and and some of the details in it uh, selling it did look too visually different from what you'd seen before but sure. it offered something simpler and a different vibe but i hear what you're is, saying I, we'd, yeah. we'd get too caught up on Transformers. as as, uh, <laughs> as we catch uh, no breaks here what comes up the following week the following on six, the 16th we got uh we have a twofer we have pixar's elemental and the Flash. So let's talk. Let's talk about uh, Elemental and the, the five hundred million dollar surprise Asteroid City, right? Asteroid City, yes, that's, that's right. Well, and the blackening opens on Juneteenth, so you got that's that a two hundred million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so Elemental, we got a Pixar film in theaters. Another one of those again. Um, we had Lightyear last year, um, which did not do very well. Mm-hmm. Before that. In theaters, we had Onward. I believe mm-hmm. was the last um, in theaters, which also did not do well. Didn't get, it didn't get to finish its run though. Which it it was to be fair, it was already flopping. Like it wasn't doing well to begin with, and then mm-hmm. yes, the you know, COVID did not help it. <laughs> but yeah. it right, it was already being pretty pretty much seen as a mediocre release from Pixar. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of where I sat. Where I uh, for those two, that's kind of where I I kind of positioned uh, Pixar's element. Well, you have you've all seen. The trailer for Elemental, yeah, both of them. Yeah. yeah. So, what what do you what are what are your thoughts on it? Like, I am excited for a new original Pixar film. Mm-hmm. My kids are pretty excited. They they mentioned that they want to go see that one every time. And, and they I are eleven and going to be nine. Putting a light year aside, I I don't want to bet against Pixar. I have it at number yeah. seven. Like, I don't want to bet against Pixar. I I, I feel like that brand, especially when they're doing original stuff. Like I think of something like like <laughs> Inside Out feels like the most relatable one. I'm not saying it's going to make Inside Out money, but in terms of right, it's very it, I'm getting stylistically similar kind of vibes. It, it's not like they haven't been doing original. It's just been now people are like, oh, that goes to Disney Plus, doesn't it? Yeah, like, that's, that's the thing that sucks. That's what you got to get out of right now. Is, right, is that because hey. like Soul was original? <laughs> I mean, uh, well, I mean. Red. And, Lightyear did what it, it ended up like number seven last year, didn't it? At, think, in the top yeah, ten, I think lower. Let me check. Even though it one. didn't, it didn't perform. It, it didn't perform number as yeah. as much box office as people expected. Okay, so it, it still was. It still was number eight. Um, but it was with, still like uh, it was elemental. It did, in terms of in terms of the budget for Lightyear, it didn't like it wasn't. It didn't do well. <laughs> it, 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 it right, right. kind of cratered on. But I, I so I struggle. I. I struggled to whether I was even going to put Elemental in my top ten. I was oh, kind of like, Ugh, it, it may, I, 
So I put it I put it at number 10. But I so my question is I looked at the trailer for Elemental. There's nothing about that movie that looks interesting to me. I mean, I, it, it's a, it's an original movie, so in in theory it looks good, but there was nothing about the trailer that spoke to me. I didn't I didn't really laugh. I, it didn't it didn't seem like oh that's different or I, I don't know. So I, I mean, I may be surprised. Saying, I, I think Pixar films don't tend to, to have the best trailers. I don't I don't think you're wrong in that in that thought. Well, I will say you mm-hmm. could one for could an adult say, anyway. One could say it kind of looks like Inside Out again. Right. Yeah. But, could say that about it but that one's how many years old now and you got a whole new slew of kids coming and saying yeah. saying inside out again doesn't make me think that's a bad thing that's, yeah yeah my exactly. mind doesn't yeah. go to oh we can't do that anymore because we're getting another right. great thing from them right. no 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 i'm, I'm just saying <laughs> no, no, i know just looking yeah, for something you. big and original uh but also this movie's got to pry people away from both spider-man and the little mermaid so that's yeah. what that has to do with this time and i think if there's a brand and, that could and do the that, flash comes out the same that's the right. Yeah, it's fighting with the flesh. The same weekend, which isn't the first time they've had to deal. It's also with... speaking to kids. It's not the first time they've had to deal with splitting between an animated film and a big sci-fi epic. Uh, one more fall. So let's talk about the Flash. Another tricky one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do the... people? It care? is tricky because the 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 reaction, and I I don't I go between like are the reactions on Twitter something to be accepted and last year they were ecstatic for top gun and i dismissed them like oh twitter is always ecstatic and sure mm-hmm. enough it was huge and sh- once again the the reactions to the flash are like through the roof so mm-hmm. i don't know how do i i don't know how to you know parse that so i'm i'm kind of thinking well, it's going to be a top 10 hit uh and you know i, I put it at number six which is definitely yeah. a solid film but i i did i didn't think it would outgross spider-man or mission impossible so it's below those yeah i have it pretty high i have a number three and i think a lot of this is uh, sort of what you guys were talking about with um something that's going to come up in a couple of weeks which is the the indiana jones series i think a lot of people are very curious to see the keaton stuff and the batman stuff in this yeah. i haven't seen anything beyond the teaser trailer but I I also would not be surprised if it just gets gutted by again everything else that's falling like right next to it as well. So three pretty high, but at the same time it could be a, a solid pick. But also again would not be surprised. I, I'm like, basing it entirely on the fact that they're marketing Keaton heavily on purpose sure. because that's mm-hmm. a thing that people have not seen since 1992. Yeah. So it's like yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. If you have Keaton in your movie as Batman. You're gonna market Batman. One thing Batman's a catch-all yeah, for most Batman, things when it comes to right. exactly. But how's like, like the general public and DC comics, the DC movies? Mm-hmm. Does the Keaton thing work for them as excitement in this Flash movie from a Flash that that obviously has been rejected? Um, not rejected, but financials aren't showing that the Snyderverse was worth keeping. But or does it look like? desperation to those people um when they see the flash well, I, mean, I would i would argue changes the, are coming it's, I, w- I don't know mm-hmm. i i hear you there's a mystery fact which is why i have it lower i have it at six or five um but what you're saying as far as like rejecting the i would say they rejected the dark and brooding snyderverse but the thing right. that people i would say liked the most was hey ezra miller's funny as the flash and now we get a whole movie with the funny guy as opposed yeah. to more and what aaron said batman when and, batman there's, and there's batman a batman right. we yeah. do like uh yeah. like un- i looked at the dc revenues like. 
Yeah. And, and we have DC something revenues. new, which is Supergirl. Like there's they're, they're yeah. putting they're putting right. three different things at you that all say right. here's something you haven't seen or haven't seen in a while. Right. 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 Yeah, if you look mean... at the DCEU stuff, a lot of it is like, you know, it does pretty well, but the Batman ones is like just jumps exponentially in terms of their their box office runs. So Yeah. It's just I yeah, tough. it's a really hard thing to know here with this one because I mean obviously Warner Brothers is really confident with this film that they've kept it and held held dearly that this thing is gonna happen and screened it uh, two months in and advance screened it <laughs> like... yeah in advance they've shown it to a lot of people they've James Gunn touting it as one of the best superhero movies ever made um which I think Tom Cruise was touting it yeah. <laughs> that yeah. means a lot yeah they got a lot of uh, so it's it's kind of crazy. I look forward to the day when Tom, when there's an article that says Tom Cruise hates this. <laughs> like you remember when the Tenet came out, they had that whole video no of comment. him. They had that whole video of him flying overseas to go see it. It masked in the theater. They're like, "What'd you think, Tom?" He's like, "I loved it. I love this. Like I love the movies. Peace signs out of here." Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah, it's this flat. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, real interesting. Yes. All right. All right. Well, next up. We'll jump to June 30th. We have Indiana Jones and the Dial mm-hmm. of Destiny, a movie yeah. we all seem to expect to do pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abe, you have it below as a number four here. Yeah, but I'd love to hear, uh, Brandon, your thoughts on the nostalgia factor. Um, okay. And you have it like number one. Yes, number one. Um, that is my dialed up destiny right here now is this is... Um, I you know like I already talked earlier. I think another factor here, I think Mads Mikkelsen to people is like a sign of like quality. Even if they don't know hmm. who his name is, they know the face. They've seen him in a lot of things, a lot of big name things, and him as the bad guy in Indiana Jones movie, I think, works. Um, for this, they they see some young Harrison Ford here, the final big adventure. I you know we all don't know really what the plot is other than God Daughter wants him to find thing. Uh, and it's Some kind of a, dial of destiny. Yeah, pe- <laughs> that's been pestering him his whole career, mm. uh, and he's finally going after it. Uh, but you know, it looks like it doesn't miss a beat from the trailers, from like the Spielberg stuff. Uh, it's got Spielberg's thumbs up on it right now, and I just yeah, there's the I think this is the maverick for this year um, of what people are going to want to see, and Indiana Jones uh, is going to offer you uh, that. Practical quotations action uh, of stuff that looks like stunts that's happening in the real world. Um, good adventure. People always want to see Indiana Jones or Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. It's been proven time and time again. Um, he's doing it one more time, and I think I think it has both, you know, Maverick factors to it and Force Awakens factors to it. I don't think it's going to be as huge. A phenomenon as those movies but i think it's got a lot of that going to it to push itself to a number one spot everybody's got it in like the top three mm-hmm. or so mm-hmm. um averaging so i just i think it's going to have a little bit of that to push it over uh the guardians of the galaxy um if it can be in the wheelhouse of even where the you know some of what the crystal skull was mm-hmm. i think uh it'll push it past and mark you mentioned phoebe waller bridge earlier can you talk to me about that oh just i mean she's a popular kind of up-and-coming actress Uh, people love the tv show fleabag and i think she has like the right sort of sensibility for this series you know karen allen was just like the greatest 
in the original, she had that sort of sassy sensibility. And I don't know, I think maybe Phoebe Waller-Bridge can kind of capture some of that sort of, uh, uh, I don't know, the likability. And um, also, I'm just really excited about seeing this. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about our most anticipated films, but I, I can't. Uh, negate the fact that I'm just really excited about seeing this movie personally and so that sort of plays into my my desire for it to be either I mean I, I'm predicting number two but I, I mean kind of secretly hope it would be great if it was number one but I, I just think it's something that I, I don't know how other people feel about it because it may seem like something sort of old-fashioned or something but I think if they can tap into that sort of uh, like the sort of quality of the original, you know, um, Raiders, I think that could really set this off into like, you know, a, a huge hit. I think uh, also like there's a whole generation of people who want to see their first new Indiana Jones movie in the theater too. That's a, that's a thing. Oh, that's an interesting and take. If, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge, I think this will be most people's first thing they see her in, if you think general. But I, the one thing that comforts me with her is she's got that kind of chemistry that Karen Allen had, that Sean Connery had, showing from the trailer with Harrison Ford. And you know she probably touched the script a bit, and I trust her writing so far in her career. Mm -hmm. So I that's what I like about her coming here. But yeah, there's, yeah, this, I don't know. That's what I'm hoping for, too, yeah. It's honestly a real toss up for me as far as number one goes. Like it, it just could very easily just be the thing that people see Indiana Jones or it's Guardians. And the like the thing I can't think to is like the last time Guardians came out, we all had it at number one for Guardians two, and then Wonder Woman came out of nowhere and became number one of mm -hmm. the summer. And I'm just like, does Indiana Jones like do it? Like is that is that going to be the thing? I I don't know, but like um. I'm right there as far as everything you guys are saying, as far as why Anita mm -hmm. Jones will at least perform as high as it will. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll just see what happens. Yeah. Before we move on, there's also Ruby Gilman, which is yep. one of my dark horses. Um, I kind of just gauged that off of, uh, I didn't want to give it full 100%, you know, uh, puss in boots, which made a ton of money, but bad guys did not do terribly either. <laughs> so kind of just had to think about that as like a Jan, a June release. Um, and DreamWorks's track record with maybe some legs, so that's why it's a dark horse for me. Yeah, is it Do, based it, on anything? Not a is bad it like choice a book or something? It, it, well, it, come, it comes out in June, so that yeah. that's going to give you a lot of time for it to right. earn money. I don't think it's based off anything, Aaron. Okay, yeah, so just curious. Uh, I know, like, the bad guys, you know, that's like a YA series, like a yeah. right, yeah, series. So, yeah, I'm curious to see how it does, but. Um, yeah, I think Mark, you're you hit it there. It's just it's got some June legs to it, so it might just continue quietly picking up like five, six, seven million dollars per week. It's an original. Yeah. Well, heading into July, we've got a couple things before we get to one huge thing. So let's talk about Insidious and and Joyride. We got a horror movie, the mm -hmm. fifth entry in a franchise, and we have a a another another R-rated comedy. Yeah, which is already screened also at CinemaCon, and I believe it's at South by Southwest as well. To a lot of a lot of praise. I know it's been right. on a few dark horses, I believe. For almost made my dark horse, but I've got a I got a thing about that one. Mm -hmm. You want to see this on oh. my dark horse? Well, I I feel like th that's gonna be that's your prime choice for. It's gonna score great. It's gonna have like this buzz, but it's gonna be the movie that people yell at people that they need to go to see at the theater. Mm -hmm. That's that kind of where I landed too. Enough, enough. But, like I I feel like this movie's gonna deliver, but like I feel, I just feel like it's gonna be like this 
sadly overlooked movie that people should be going to see and we all get mad that they're not going to it what about the red dory uh we talked about it last week with the trailer it's what you just said there the fifth installment people know this series they also know the universe of this series the nun and also the conjuring stuff um and it, right. again it's like a july release it, it's, fair, it's, got... it's not it's not that universe it's, it's just... it is not oh, a conjuring oh, movie yeah, it's not a conjuring universe, but I guess it's kind it's of the the oneness of it all. Cousinness of it, yeah, yeah. There's like a cousin factor of it, but um, I I I think people will just go and see it, just see it, uh, and it's definitely gonna peel off by the end of the summer. But like what uh, something that Brendan's been mentioning, uh, it might just get that initial boost um, as an R-rated movie that weekend, and then just taper off from there. But I think even that t- that initial boost would probably be enough just to like give it a little bit of a of some of some running room uh, through it'll the be a, it'll be a, that's a PG thirteen they go for PG thirteen in the in the insidious franchise. Oh, that's right, yeah. The directorial debut of Patrick Wilson. That's right, yeah. Folks yeah. are gonna come out. Friend of the show. <laughs> you cool. know, I feel like it has to earn a hundred million for it to make the top ten, and I don't I don't see I don't know how much you think this will make, but I don't see it approaching a hundred million. Mark, they no. have a red door. What what more do you need? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, script. It, I don't have it making a hundred million. That's why it's like Star Wars territory. But fifty million, sure. Yeah, hundred well, million, I, I, no. I felt weird not having any horror titles in here or my dark horse. I guess you can make two, but like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, uh, like something's gonna break with a horror movie. But like, I don't uh, know. Have you seen what. the Barbie trailers? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I yeah, sure. Yeah, it's Oppenheimer's kinda... tense as fuck. It doesn't <laughs> any horror. It's <laughs> a countdown clock keeps on going yeah, yeah. down. Oh, <laughs> atomic bomb. That's your right. horror right there. Yeah, there you go. That's true. Life. Um, Next up, next up, we have a Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. Ooh. Um, so here's the thing I have with Mission Impossible. Like that's a series that's always it's always done well, but it's never done overwhelmingly well. Mm-hmm. Even the last, like they've they've been doing better over time, but even better is still like low two hundred million. Not sure. nothing to you know shake, and that's just domestically. Um, but it's like, how high can it really climb? So now you factor in, well, Top Gun just destroyed everything. Like, how much does that factor in where everyone that saw Top Gun saw the trailer for Mission Impossible and, like, they've seen footage of Tom Cruise jumping a motorcycle off a cliff with a parachute and jumping out of planes and doing all this stuff. What is that going to mean for, like, this latest Mission Impossible? It would have to be the biggest and craziest Mission Impossible ever, as far as the box office is concerned, to rise even higher than it normally would. That said, we all seem to have it uh, in the middle somewhere, although, Abe, you have it at number two. I have number two, one more for you guys, Cruisesance. Um It's basically just tailcoat, riding the tailcoats of last summer, Top Gun Maverick, and exactly what Aaron mentioned. A lot of people have seen this trailer before Top Gun, and also Tom Cruise has been doing a whole bunch of stuff, but again, the movies are bad. Go check out my movie. Let me jump out of this airplane and then parachute. You know, It's it's just Tom Cruise riding a wave right now, and I, I can see it cresting this summer and then kind of just like flowing back to regular Tom Cruise, but these are like the last few remaining Tom Cruise movies that we're going to see him doing like crazy stunts. Um, and I don't see people being like, well, let's not go see this movie that has incredible things that I've seen uh, from trailers. I think Tom Cruise is going to be doing stunts when he's 90. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he's going to die doing his stunts. I don't stunt. think That'll that's his... stopping. Yeah, it'll be his greatest wish to die doing his stunts. <laughs> I agree with everything you said. I, I think it'll be. Uh, I, I think it it rides on the success of his 
charisma. I think people do like Mission Impossible movies. I put it at five. I mean, I, I, that's definitely I I have faith in it. It's just I I have a little more faith in in the other movies I put sure. above it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I think I'm excited to see it too. I mean, I I like the Mission Impossible movies. They're always and uh, Fallout. The last one was outstanding. I mean, mm -hmm. um, that was really. I in fact, I I don't know. I I one of one of the high points. I think. Yeah, this, this is probably my most like I want to see it movie this summer. Um, and I think this one gets the bump and then Dead Reckoning Part 2 is going to go down a bit. Um, yeah. But this is the next time to see Tom Cruise. They they put an announcement with Maverick last year that was like, hey, right now, start if you haven't saw, seen one since the first or the second or third, you have until next summer at this time to catch up and be ready for <laughs> Dead Reckoning Part 1. And then, you know, with if you went and saw Avatar... Way of Water. There was the the stunt bike behind thing the they were talking behind right. the scenes. So yeah. you were going to see real movies like Avatar and Mission Impossible or Maverick. So you were getting two of the biggest movies of the year were promoting Mission Impossible. Right, and, so and Brandon, everybody saw. Them. Brandon, despite the fact that nobody cares about Avatar, two billion dollars worth of people saw that. So they all saw Tom yeah. Cruise doing this. Thing, exactly. So. Just like just like I think that the Ninja Turtles movie, while I have it as a dark horse, is going to have a Mario bump because. <laughs> It was with you know people first saw it with Mario, um, but instead like I have a feeling like yeah it's gonna I don't think it's gonna be like crazy because yes all these are low two hundreds, but I think this one will bump it up there enough to be a top five film of the summer and then you know Dead Reckoning good enough for top ten next time out but I think this is this is the one Mission Impossible where. It, peaks at the box office and then we'll, we'll have only one left after this well the real dead reckoning comes in july 21st when barbie and oppenheimer open on the same day um, shattering minds and souls everywhere um both of these though do you know we're not, we're not exactly expecting to break out break the bank here although you suggested yes it could uh be a breakout film and for Barbie at least, and you know, really rise up higher than maybe you're expecting. But any thought, any additional thoughts on Barbie? Like, Abe, you have it as a dark horse. Uh... I do, but this is also teetering around the top tens, and mm -hmm. in large part, I looked at Little Women. Little Women surprisingly made like a hundred million dollars, which is incredible. Um, and so that's why I was like, well, is it is it going to do Little Women numbers, or is it going to do uh, maybe some other Greta Gerwig numbers? But at the same time. It has an all-star cast that is, like what Brandon said earlier, is promoting the hell out of its movie. Yeah. And people want to go see Ryan Gosling play Ken. I have no other, like, you know, there's also other factors, but these people are very proud of the movie that they've made. And for that, you can never put a number to that. Like, I, I have like a question. Uh, I probably should know this before I picked it, but what is the take on Barbie? Is it satirical and making nobody knows? So I don't uh, know if it's I, satirical. I do, a little, I, I do a little bit, but I can't okay. talk about it. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, or or is it sincere? Is it like honoring her? I mean, uh, the trailers and things and the cast sort of suggest that it's going to be a somewhat of a satire. But if it trashes Barbie, that's not going to be good. Mark, so, put, put it this way. They're, Warner Brothers is not going to put up, you know, $100 million to a Barbie movie for the sake of trashing the product. Right, right. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I know I, I, won't do that. I, I would say the extremes. Just going going off of what I've absorbed as far as what they've shown me and what I could expect, I would say it'd be more akin to like Lego movie as far as we that. have this thing, we can make we can have a, a sense of fun with it. 
and still make a comedy out of it and try some, you know, experimental ideas too, which is certainly what Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach have been hinting at. But, you know, the trailer where they had all the little kids throwing away their sort of round little dolls. The 2001 thing. Yeah. Yeah. That is clever. That that honors yeah. the original that honors Barbie and at the same time it, it it understands her history and like what she meant. Yeah. But but it's also kind of like silly, you know. So if, if and if Greta Gerwig, I mean she's a very intelligent director. Yeah. I, I I the fact that she's directing it, I think and at least it speaks to me, yeah, and and writing it. I, I think that that makes me feel like, oh my gosh, this is actually going to be something that adults are going to enjoy as well as 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 boys and girls. You know, she's going yeah. to like sort of like present something. And that's why it could it could just totally break out. I mean, this could be huge, you know. Yeah. I think Put it this a... way, it could it could get a nomination for for best original screenplay. Sure. It could get nominations for best picture and I, I mean <laughs> if if it's good enough. I think at worst this one has a killer opening weekend for itself. But like I also have to think like is this the IP that people finally will go see Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling for? Because we've put them in things before. Yeah, yeah. they don't people... automatically sell. That's very yeah. true. Yeah. So, like, it's, you know, am I getting caught up in social media excitement for it? Um, that's my I, biggest I... wonder. That's why I have it low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, right. that's, well, that's why I have it as a uh, crushing the opening weekend, but maybe not carrying past that. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so I it, they're doing a spectacular job from what I can see marketing to they're marketing a colorful, fun movie with stars and ridiculousness that looks like a good silly time. So speaking of a good silly time, how about Oppenheimer? <laughs> Christopher Nolan's back, IMAX. <laughs> Great feelings all around. Everybody, think, we're in it. I mean, everybody's well, in this movie. That's so. why these two movies can open can yeah. open against. Open, can what? Open, can what? Open. Open. Yeah, Mark, I loved it. <laughs> that they was can, a mis- yeah. They can open. But that's why they can open it. They can against each other because they're totally different. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, and <laughs> I. Yeah. I was gonna say. With that said, we all have it fairly low. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think this is a. I looked at you know Dunkirk and I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, if he can get to that again, that's yeah, the thing, is, right? Compi- yeah. He's got competition, and I think this leg's pretty solid. Like, sure. I, I don't know if I think Barbie's opening weekend. I had I was like, Barbie's gonna have a killer opening weekend. People are gonna boohoo while Oppenheimer has a decent one, but they're gonna act like the world has been won because a creative, uh, you know, a known creative has not had a huge opening weekend. But I think yeah. it'll leg out because. People who have seen Barbie once will then go to check out Oppenheimer and it'll have, you know, the typical, if it's good, it has the awards accolades. It, it'll it play longer because it's a Nolan movie, right. He's, you know, and I, I just two think things came to me when I was thinking about Oppenheimer. One of them was what Aaron says all the time, which is like people go and see Nolan movies. They do. Mm-hmm. It's very <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. And then also the other thing that kind of came to mind was that he also monopolizes IMAX screens. Yeah. Or at least, oh like, right, that, so that that adds extra money to yeah, it for exactly. sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. like, well, he's gonna again. People do show up. Like even Tenet made like a hundred plus million dollars. Um, it made more than that at the the worldwide. It was uh, yeah, yeah, it did a lot better. Yeah, yeah. internationally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like even Dunkirk domestically, one ninety, right? So it was yeah. like, yeah, I, like people are gonna go see Oppenheimer for sure. I just don't know. Again, like it's a very crowded summer, so 
Uh, I I do have it number six. This is but a tricky one. It has one. August to play. That's the, that's it, the thing. It has August to play, and there's nothing else that's going to get those IMAX screens, which is another factor I can say, I believe, not, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, uh, unless Blue Beetle or something, but that's later on. But regardless, yeah, it is that, it's that, like, whatever Nolan's doing, he, I mean, they can advertise his name as a selling point, and it works. Yep. That's yeah. not a thing that many directors can say. See Man of Steel. And, and on top of that, they have Matt Damon and they have Robert Downey Jr. They have stars like it has so much in its path. And the other thing holding it back is it's a three hour drama. <laughs> so it's like, what how do you weigh that? And I don't know the answer exactly. But, but it's like, historical. So that it is it's historical and it and the marketing yeah. is great. <laughs> I mean, as far as yeah. it's getting you excited for something. I don't know what that thing is, but like you watch that and you're like. Well, this seems like an event I need to be a part of. Like that's, and I think that's what Nolan's very good at doing. Something like Interstellar, Dunkirk are the same as far as it's not telling you exactly what's going to be the thing beyond it's sci-fi or it's a war movie, but Nolan's attached to it. So there's going to be something different about it. And that's what Oppenheimer seems to have going for it. Yeah. And I think, I think with Nolan too, like you got to ignore the noise. General general moviegoers see his name. They want to go see his film. They like that. And half of, Half of Twitter likes him. Three quarters of Twitter <laughs> enjoy, at least respects him, and will see his film regardless. And mo- and then there's a lot of people who want to sound cool by hating him, but still like him. So, Aaron, remind me to write a note to have a new segment for our show. Uh, Brandon Brandon Peterson's pulse on Twitter. Oh. I, think I, well, this I, just actually, I mean, that's this, a no. Game. This would be a great segment. I actually really enjoyed that you that you keep up with it. Yeah, we'll just I rip mean, off Daily Show completely. Brandon Peters fingers the pulse. On there we go. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just you know that's something we could go off of to, to of course see where people yeah. have excitement. I don't. I can't invade people's lives and be like, "What'd you think of that trailer you just saw on your phone?" You know, like if you saw it. You should. Or, that should be a thing you do. Though, take a microphone around with you. Yeah. And start I could kind of. I could kind of tell with Top Gun that something was happening though when it was getting around. I was like, "Oh wow, okay." This might be big. Because... Yeah, I, I hate that I have Barbie and Oppenheimer next to each other on my. <laughs> I did the same thing. I, I, I put yeah. Elemental in between them. I was like, "All right." <laughs> See, I didn't want like I was going by my very assured logic that I was instead of just like it looks better this way. So like I can't just do it because I wanted to look better. I'm not saying you did that, but it's like, oh my god, mm-hmm. this is so very tough. Yeah, I'm gonna give. Yeah, I'm giving Barbie the opening. You know. In in stuff that isn't dollars, like percentage drops and stuff, I think Oppenheimer is going to have a bit better hold as it goes. But Barbie will have an opening weekend that'll keep it ahead of Oppenheimer. I don't know. I, I think Barbie will have better legs. Oh, boom! Yep. That's a lot of great puns on this week. <laughs> I don't know if, if Nolan would finally wear shorts. You could put like a little or... rim shot right there after I said that, <laughs> just to punctuate that. So the week after we get uh, Disney's Haunted Mansion, a film that uh, I mean it is. Uh... On uh, most of our uh, dark horses, yeah, starring Academy oh Award winner Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah, and nominee Lakeith Stanfield, Lakeith. and nominee Owen Wilson uh, for writing. I don't um, know if people <laughs> want this. Um, it's yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I don't think a question. Mark. For one thing, I think the trailer is very good. Um, but also, I, I mean, this kind of thing makes me think of like Jungle Cruise and other, not necessarily yeah. pirates, which was astronomically big um but i do think something you know a familiar ip which is exactly what this is uh i i don't think that necessarily fails i i think it has it has it's it's showing me promise from what i'm seeing so far yeah they just did one with the muppets on disney plus too so i'm like okay was that to like kind of check the pulse here on 
a bigger haunted mansion but which this has been in production for a while but i don't know i'm I'm just kind of i'm like eh. well there was a you know the eddie murphy 2003 yeah. version so it's been done before but i guess this one's supposed to be better which no one remembers or saw <laughs> I mean, might as well not be a movie I mean, it's like a game and what's streaming on disney plus is it probably you'd be Has surprised be. you'd be surprised yeah. <laughs> uh but no I, I i'm certainly you know it it doesn't have huge stars it has people in it that are recognizable but i am certainly curious as to what they come up with but it's disney's not just gonna throw this out in the wind they're gonna put their muscle behind it once it comes time to release it so we'll see what happens mm-hmm. yeah. Funnily enough, it comes out the same day as Talk to Me, A24's horror film. Um, as far as which I've heard good things about, and Aaron won't say anything about. So, well, it's called Talk to Me, but I'm, I refuse. Yeah, I, I'm very excited to see it. Great trailer. Yeah, I'm I'm anticipating that film actually. Yep, you should be. Uh, August is coming. <laughs> uh, the week after the last month of the gamble, and uh, we have a couple couple big ones right away. Uh, you have the Meg Two, the Trench. Mm-hmm. Um, let's remember the Meg made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> surprising. It was, uh, it like it was in the top ten, like it was number ten, if I'm not mistaken. Um, people like sharks. People do like sharks. It was a hit. Uh, will the Meg two? Is it has it been too long? Will it be? Hey, we saw it the first time. We don't need more of this. We haven't seen a trailer yet. I know pr- there is a trailer that premiered at CinemaCon, so we'll get a trailer soon enough. Um, but are you guys any thoughts on the? Do any of us have it? That Mark Hoffman has Statham. it. I have it, my dark horse. Uh huh. Summer Statham. Yeah. Hey, any additional thoughts on that? I I just the Meg one had me put the Meg two as a dark horse. That's mm-hmm. where I I came with at with that. Yeah. yeah, I think people were just gonna. Some people would go see it, but it it'll largely just float by. Yeah, we'll see. Like that was that's like my that's my fourteen like <laughs> past my dark horse. It's like it's okay. right there. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, because it comes out the same time as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I, I kind of went with that, but it was just sort of arbitrary. I thought that has more name recognition than the Meg. Mm-hmm. Which is fair. Um, and so, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, we, uh, most of us have it in our dark horses here. And I think for good reason. For one thing, it just has a trailer that gets you going. I yeah. would say. <laughs> like it mm-hmm. just, uh, and like you said, Brandon, it's everyone that saw Mario is aware of this movie coming. Yep, and it's got that different animation style that sets yes. it apart. It's it's the one that says, "Oh, I learned from Spider Verse," uh, right. and yeah, looks kind of fun. I my only reason it's a dark horse is I don't know if we have enough t- time with the gamble timeline for it to yes. have crossed in there. That's yeah. that's the reason why I did not put it in my top ten. Yeah. yeah. First week, of, first week of August isn't like some kind of dead zone here. It's first week. No, of August. but it could be that like it could like knock off somebody like two weeks after the gamble ends, like that type of thing. So I don't know. Fair yeah. enough. Because it might have to be word of mouth a bit, or I don't. I don't know. Yeah, you're not wrong. I the the turtles brand has existed for a long time. There's always been turtles for kids, as far as new versions of them go. They did an animated movie before too, so this isn't the first time they've hit us with an animated one. But that mm-hmm. one wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't a. It, a, wasn't, a pro, it wasn't a summer release, and yeah, yeah it, this one certainly has. You know, they, they have a big, like, huge cast for voice talents and everything. Yeah. Paramount's going to put a lot more muscle behind this one. Yeah, that last one wasn't sold with a lot of confidence, from what I can remember. Too, it was just kind of like, yeah, it's an animated turtles. Movie. But if you, and obviously this is an animated movie, but like you had the last two Paramount uh, mm-hmm. TMNT movies that, that were live action, right? Um, and while the first one did 
rather well, which I believe, I if I'm not mistaken, Mark, I believe the first Turtles movie did like just well enough that by the end of Summer Gamble, it like knocked off whatever oh, else was in there. Nice. And, and like, Change the game for a lot of people. <laughs> like it got to number ten, probably. Um, was, well, but but, the, but this, but however, but the second one, Out of the Shadows, did not do well. Despite a better all, movie, yeah. by the way, a better movie. Yeah. But despite yeah. us all predicting that it was going to do, you know, in the top ten, yeah, didn't even get in the top ten. I think uh, made like forty million dollars or something, eighty-five. But still, it wasn't. It wasn't nearly as big as the previous one. It was. Yeah. It fell into what Scott Mendelson would call the Tomb Raider trap. Yeah, and this uh, one is selling to kids, rather than you know trying to be co- too cool for kid that mm-hmm. not quite but like kid friendly looking thing rather than the, for sure it's not the, it's not michael based teenage the, yeah not the michael but ba- yeah all right well only a few more things in august here uh none of us have these but like gran turismo comes out on august 11th an adaptation mm-hmm. of the starring hellboys david harbour yeah. yes it's right. adapted adapted from the playstation video game series and like the we'll story, have mark pace his friend the show on for that review the story itself is like based around like an actual true story which is like i'm intrigued yeah. by as far as oh they made uh-huh. they, they there's something going on here uh making it automatically probably better than need for speed as far as racing game adaptations go nobody ever talks about the movie uh, the Last Voyage of the Demeter. I don't expect that to like just destroy the box office, but that's certainly a movie I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. Dracula, um, not so hot right now at the box office. <laughs> uh, and then let's see, August 18th, you get The Blue Beetle, DC's other big release this summer. Mar- Marcus has that as a Dark Horse? Um, yes. The same thing. It's could It could be, it could make a lot of money, but it's, it's got to make it like within two weeks, the, three our, weeks. yeah, in two weeks. Yeah. So it's just, it's being released so late. Yeah. It's just not, yeah, there's just not I time. Just, I don't know. That one also, like, I mean, in the trailer, for instance, it's looking like, what is, is, uh, you know, DC trying to do Ant Man now? Or like, it kind of has the, or mixed with Iron Man vibe. So I don't know if, I don't know what people are thinking about DC right now. It's kind of a weird, Think after Shazam, and you know just how the movies have been floating with them. And it's not like Blue Beetle is a character people are like. Finally, they did Blue Beetle. I'm curious what they have, but yeah, exactly. I I feel like Aquaman's still gonna go unfazed and fine, and it's gonna put him in a weird, really weird position Mm -hmm. uh, with that character and stuff trying to move forward. But some like Flash and Blue Beetle, I'm just kind of like I think Flash is going to make some money regardless. But Blue Beetle, I'm like. "Eh." Okay, is he gonna show up in the Flash and people love him and be like, "Can't wait for later in the summer," you know? Like, I, I don't. Well, know. Well, that's one where the buzz needs to be strong to begin with. Like, that's one where they, if if it's if they're confident in it, if they're confident in it, then they'll have, yeah. they'll be screening it early and often sure. and really get the the word. They of should be screening that the week of the Flash. Like, <laughs> if they're just... if they're not confident in it, Brandon, if they do have uh, Aquaman <clears throat> cameo, they'll just spoil it in TV. Uh, spots and trailers like they did with uh, Wonder Woman for Shazam 2. Well, I wasn't talking about an Aquaman cameo. I was talking about a Blue Beetle cameo in the Flash. Oh, in, and have in the steal fl- the show. Yeah. If they, if the, you know, if they, if they, if they're very confident, they'll put it at Comic Con in July. That's what they'll screen yeah. Blue Beetle and get people, you oh. know, get a lot of people talking about it that Scott way. Scott Pilgrim says that's the way to do it. Yeah, it was, he I mean, never told the lie. <laughs> different campaigns, different studios. Blue Warner Brothers. They tend to know what they're doing with this kind of sure. thing, and yeah. it's a less of you know, it's a superhero thing as opposed to Edgar Wright's doing some weird stuff on a bigger yeah. budget. Like, how does August round out? Oh, uh, that's pre- I mean, there's White Bird, the yeah. Wonder spinoff that I believe was supposed to come out like nine months ago and just got moved all the way to the end. Oh, of is August. that what that is? The, the most yes. hilarious trailer going this year, maybe is that 
I've never seen this trailer, but it oh, came, it describe it to him. Don't watch it. Just describe, <laughs> describe it to him, Aaron. It. I I can't do that. <laughs> it is, Don't worry. I'll watch it. I'll watch it after this. Uh, it is a wonder story. Uh, but, uh, it will pull a rug out from under you and make you go what? Oh man! But I yeah, don't that's like where this is going. August wraps up there. I mean, there's a number of movies in September, but that doesn't really count. But no, it's not like, count. but like, there's still like, there's plenty of stuff happening in September. But regardless, right. yeah, that's that's where things round out as far as the wow. movies coming out go. Um, well, I'm uh, glad that I'm glad that to hear everyone's predictions and just how difficult it was for everybody as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is uh, I was stressing too much <laughs> for making this list. With that, with that said, though, what what are you anticipating most? Like, Mark, what what are you most anticipating for this summer? What, like, what are the, like the three movies you can't wait to see? Uh, well, I, so I Indiana Jones, um, uh, I, I, Oppenheimer. I'm I'm very excited about that. And then, what was the horror movie that I just that you mentioned? I I should be talk to anticipating me. the Red Door. Talk of to it. The Red. No. <laughs> talk Come to and me. talk yeah. to me. I really <laughs> wanna watch you. Can but talk to me. Okay, you're excited for talk to yeah. me. Yeah, in addition to Oppenheimer and Indiana Jones, I th- I'd say the, I put those three. I, I want to throw one little indie film in there and then and then two sort of big boffo box office hits. Sure. I mean, I think they put a little money in Indiana Jones, but that's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> Brandon, what about you? Uh, uh, Mission Impossible, as I mentioned, Asteroid City, and uh, I don't, uh, there's so much good stuff to see. Um I guess I'll put, you know, since I picked number one, Indiana Jones. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Abe? Uh, three movies that I'm really curious and excited to see. Spider-Man uh, across the universe, across the Spider-Verse, uh, Mission Impossible, and also the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie. Yeah, uh, Across the Spider-Verse is my number, is like the movie I'm most looking forward to like this year. So like, mm-hmm. I, that's absolutely, can't wait to see that. Mission Impossible, just, but it's weird to, like it's weird like i shouldn't even anticipate this like we know that that's good like that's the given for the summer as far as like what's gonna be good to con- yeah just like, like you yeah. see those guys no one's work. concerned that macquarie and crews are gonna deliver on mission impossible but yeah that's that's what i'm <laughs> very much looking forward to and uh, i'll go keep sticking it out for last voyage to the meter i'm just i'm really okay. curious about yeah. that movie that just looks really Harry hawkins classically trained actor mm-hmm. yes he is i, I like him and, but like in yeah. that premise is just really cool to me so but obviously, there's plenty of movies coming out. All things that we're Done. going to let alone, you know see, let alone anticipate in general. Um, but that's it. That's gonna that's gonna wrap us up with this whole uh, kickoff event for the 11th annual summer movie gamble. Um, I will be linking the list of all of our 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 gamble uh, entries uh, into the show notes for this episode and have it on our Facebook page and stuff as well, so you can see how everybody else is predicting. Um, and you know keep track if you want to and, mm-hmm. and what have you and of course we'll be referencing this throughout the summer because it's very very important like it's ridiculous like it's it's as important as what Oppenheimer's doing i'm just gonna say i'm just gonna lay it out there that's <laughs> that's really what it comes down stopping to. the war yes we're gonna yeah. stop we're gonna stop the war right like it, 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 remember <laughs> jamie bell welcome to this welcome us to the welcome war to the war we're gonna stop the war yeah okay that's what we're doing here jamie bell friend of the show we haven't heard from him in a while it's been a minute um but that is gonna do it uh for this uh bonus episode about now third and Abe. uh you can find more of my work on my personal blog thecodeseek.com everything i do ends up over there i write movie reviews for we live entertainment and movie blu-ray and criterion reviews for why so blue and i'm on twitter at aaron's ps4 abe find more fun stuff for my instagram abe.mua and twitter.com slash walter smooth hashtag see at the movies uh mark hoban where can people find more of you you can uh read my 
reviews on my personal blog, fastfilmreviews.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter, Mark underscore Hoban. Brandon Peters. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. Uh, I've written Blu-ray and 4K reviews at WeisselBlue.com. And keep up with the summer of 93 at 30 on the Brandon Peters Show, my podcast, uh, which is at thebrandonpetersshow.com, uh, anywhere podcasts are found, and on the YouTube channel for the Brandon Peters Show. Very cool. Uh, yeah, do that. Yeah. I, I'm in it, too. And <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to pressure anybody. But if if it's not successful, then we're going to have to take pay cuts next season um, <laughs> yeah. because we get paid apparently now. <laughs> but, um, uh, with all that said, you can find all the other episodes about now with their name on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify and Stitcher. We're on the Internet. You can find us wherever podcasts are found. Yep. And follow us on all the socials, Facebook, and yeah. Twitter and Instagram and everything. Mark, Brandon, thank you both for joining us. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having time. me. Yes. For sure. I'm excited for this summer. Excited to see how we do in this gamble. Yeah, we'll, we'll see who comes out on top by the end of this thing. But uh, we're going to keep going throughout. And uh, next week's show, we're talking Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 to kick off the summer movie season. Since you've been gone. So, with all that said, that's going to over this week's episode. So until next time, so long. And goodbye. Tree. Swaying in the summer breeze Showing off their silver leaves As we walked by Soft kisses on a summer's day Laughing all our cares away Just you and I Sweet sleepy warmth of summer at the distant lights in the starry sky They say that all good things must end